Today we start our series on Islamic financing. Everything you need to know about Sharia compliant financing in this and subsequent episodes. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. 2021 saw a resurgent interest in Islamic finance in Africa. International ratings agencies Moody's, Fitch, S&P and various multilateral or published reports highlighting its potential in Africa. And yet, Africa's percentage of the $1.7 trillion Islamic financing is only 1.7%. In this episode, we are joined by Faisal Bana, the Director for Middle East Africa and India at Jersey Finance. He breaks down the concept of Islamic financing and gives insight into how it works. What is Islamic financing? So this is a form of finance that's based on the principles of Sharia. Uh, and Sharia refers to the way of life as uh, prescribed uh, by the Quran, which is the holy book uh, for Muslims. Um, and the way of the la- uh, uh, and the ways of the uh, life of the prophet uh, Muhammad, who was the Profit for for Islam. So this is uh, what Sharia is, and Sharia finance is based on that. Now, to understand the development of Islamic finance, it's important to understand uh, key concepts and principles uh, within Sharia compliant finance. And you'll uh, hopefully this will uh, become a, a lot clearer. So uh, in, in in Sharia compliant financing, you have concepts, a very important concept like the prohibition of interest, usury. Um, you have restrictions of investments uh, uh, um, or the ability to invest into industries considered harmful, for example, gambling, uh, tobacco industry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, you have the concept um, of there being no intrinsic value to cash, um, and cash is is a means of doing uh, Sharia compliant financing. It's more around, uh, so you, so what you have in Sharia compliant financing or IF, if I can just use IF as an abbreviation, what you have in IF is um, the concept of profit and loss, return on investment and partnership. So you partner, you invest or you share in the risk and reward when it comes to IF. Uh, and there has to be this uh, uh, underlying economic activity that is being generated by um, uh, 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 to have an IF product or service or a structure. Uh, wealth uh, should be invested, grown for the benefit of um, something uh, and the society, sorry, society as a whole. So even so, so that doesn't mean that there's a, a prohibition on individual success and growth. But however, IF encourages entrepreneurship, joint investment, but it should be um, with the overarching principle of uplifting all around you. Uh, and obviously this uh, resonates from, an, uh, from a microfinancing perspective. Um, you know, it, it resonates from an ESG perspective. Um, uh, the, you know, and, and ESG is now uh, one of the leading considerations from an investment perspective, whether it's institutional, sovereign, corporates, private families, everybody is looking to see how they can build in these uh, considerations within their investment-making decisions. Talking about products under Islamic financing, how does the insurance product work? Okay, so so uh, insurance um, is uh, widely based on the um, mutual model. Uh, so you have um, cooperative uh, 
um, mutual model. So uh, essentially, um, uh, you have a partnership between all the people that are um, uh, would be your policyholders that take risk in a particular, um, so let's say uh, car insurance or property insurance. Um, it will be uh, the cooperative model. So um, all of the funds are pooled together. And then the investment that is done um, with those uh, with, with the pool is done in a Sharia compliant way, and the insurance risk is then shared um, by the uh, by the or the, the cooperative. Uh, or, um, so it's called takafu. Uh, uh, the the Arabic ter- term is takafu, um, but and 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 um, again it it relies on this uh, principle of partnership. Um, and a mutual benefit and gain. Um, so you know, so so um, uh, um, it, there is nuances from a, the conventional uh, insurance product, um, but you have takaful and retakaful, like you have insurance and reinsurance. Um, and and these industries are growing um, across Africa. Uh, so you, South Africa and uh, and uh, Nigeria and places like that, you have uh, insurance, Sharia compliant insurance product and services being provided to support some of the other services being provided, like like, like uh, uh, IF banking. You know, you have Sharia-compliant banking and you have loans being provided, for example, to purchase a property, and then the insurance that goes to protect that property is done in a Sharia-compliant way. It just fits into the suite of documents that are available. Uh, probably um, out of all of the products and services that uh, are being developed in the IF sector, the insurance sector is one that is um, uh, that, that is uh, uh, that has probably the least uptake and the least uh, available products. But again, with the uh, with the developments in technology, particularly fintech and the penetration market penetration that that allows, you know, we can only see that sector growing. So that's the insurance side. What are sukuks? Um, the sukuk um, is perhaps the most prevalent Sharia-compliant product uh, that you would hear of globally after Islamic banking. And the sukuk essentially, as you mentioned, is the uh, equivalent of the conventional bond. So in the conventional bond, you have um, uh, the coupon payment that is made periodically, uh, whether it's six months, annually, um, and that is separate to the bond value itself. So essentially, you know, you you would um, invest into a conventional bond and you'd expect a steady return from that. The difference on the Sukuk side is that the Sukuk is, again, um, related to an underlying economic activity. A majority of the globe's Sukuks are based on Ijara. Ijara is a form of leasing arrangement. So what you have underlying a Sukuk is an, a leasing arrangement. Uh, so the issuer um, would uh, provide an asset that would be, in a very, very summary terms, uh, you would have an issuer that would provide an asset that would be sold to the Sukuk company, and that Sukuk company would then lease that asset back to the borrower, and then the leasing payments would mirror the conventional bond coupon payments. So essentially, like I said at the very start, the cash flow would mirror what you would get in a conventional. So even in a sukuk, you'd get a half yearly or an annual payment. 
But the, the key difference is that there's an underlying economic activity and a majority of the globe's shukuk are based on a lease, some form of, of leasing arrangement that provides that cash flow. Now, governments across the globe are issuing sovereign shukuks. Uh, you know, we've had some successes in Africa, South Africa, uh, Nigeria, they've issued multiple sukuks. Uh, they continue to issue uh, sukuks. Moroccan government, Egyptian government is going into that. Kenyan government is talking about that. Many, many, you know, almost, uh, you know, I, I think 20 or 21 countries across uh, Africa are now uh, looking at this or uh, are developing uh, the framework to allow uh, for these structures to be um, uh, uh, available within the legal systems in these jurisdictions. That was Faisal Bana, director for Middle East, Africa and India at Jersey Final. Join us in the next episode for continuation of this conversation. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The price of cocoa, the main ingredient in chocolate, has been under the pump over the past 18 months as the COVID-19 pandemic has suppressed demand for the confectionery goods. This downward pressure was intensified last year by an oversupply caused by strong output in Côte d'Ivoire and record high production figures in Ghana, the world's two largest producers of the commodity. That said, demand in both the US and Europe has shown signs of recovery over the past couple of weeks despite the fast spread of Omicron variant of the coronavirus. As a result, the stockpiles in both continents have started to erode, which, coupled with anticipation of weaker production during the 2021-2022 season, has boosted cocoa prices further. Côte d'Ivoire's cocoa and coffee council expect output in the country to decline about 10% this year. Meanwhile, the Ghana Cocoa Board currently foresees production falling as much as 30% due to unfavorable weather conditions. Ghana had a record harvest of 1 million tons during the 2020-2021 season. Fitch Ratings has changed Angola's sovereign credit rating to B- from triple C citing a significant improvement in the country's fiscal and external metrics underpinned by a return to positive economic growth, sound fiscal management, and higher oil prices. Standard and Poor's credit rating for Angola stands at triple C+, with a stable outlook. Moody's credit rating for Angola was last set at B3, with a stable outlook. Now, Ethiopia's annual inflation rate quickened to 35.1% in December of 2021 from 33% in November. This is the highest inflation rate since February of 2012, driven by surging prices of food amid a civil war in the northern region and increased demand due to the festive season. On a monthly basis, consumer prices went up 1.4% after falling 0.6% in the previous month. A quick look at the markets at the end of the first weekday of trading on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. A total of 11,837,000 shares in 964 deals corresponding to a market value of 450 million Kenya shillings were traded compared with the previous NSC trading day. Today's data shows a 15% improvement in volume, 67% improvement in turnover and 20% improvement in deals. The current market capitalization of the Nairobi Securities Exchange is 2.55 trillion Kenya shillings in the aggregate. 49 NSE equities participated in trading, ending with 20 gainers and 20 losers. And the benchmark NSE All Share Index declined 0.3 to close at 164.13. 
Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at the Fedon.